0: The clock is at zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Postgame Live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now, let's join your
1: host, Ben Bagley. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. Let's get your reactions to tonight's BYU win over Hawaii, 49-23, breaking a two-game losing streak. The Cougars get the big victory at home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a homecoming night, 49-23. Chime in on Twitter, tweet me, at Ben Bags. We'll read some of your responses coming up in just a second. Once again, that's tweet me, at, at Ben Bags on Twitter. Some thoughts on the game tonight. The story going into this game was Zach Wilson getting his start as a freshman, the youngest starting quarterback in BYU history. He gets to start and leads the Cougars to win. And there'll be a lot of talk about that over the next couple of days. But here's just another thought here. After a couple of days of letting the story digest, what will be the story? And there's two other stories out there. The first one is BYU's run game talks throughout the week about the need to get the run game back on track for BYU and the Cougars certainly did that tonight with 280 yards on the ground for the BYU Cougars averaging six yards a carry and they were led by Matt Hadley with nine carries for 91 yards 10 yards a carry for Matt Hadley moving from running back well from safety to running back to linebacker now back to running back Matt Hadley he's a little bit of a journeyman, but he got the job done tonight. And, hey, gives you a promise for what's going forward. Even without Squally Canada, the Cougars able to move it on the ground. Four different running backs with carries, all of them positive. Now, now eight different rushers on the game, including Zach Wilson and a couple of fly sweeps from the wide receivers. But four different running backs, all positive yards. tonight. we talked about Matt Hadley and his 91 yards off of nine carries. Lopini Katoa, 83 yards on 16 carries. He averaged 5.2 yards. Riley Burt, nine carries for 59 yards and looked really good at 6.6 yards a carry. And Tyler Algier, two carries for 14 yards late in the game. Uh, Hadley, Katoa, Burt, and Zach Wilson all with rushing TDDs. So the ground game, very effective for, for BYU tonight. Another story that will be talked a lot about is the pressure that the BYU defense put on tonight. A really nice game by the BYU defense. If you look at some of the stats from that, four sacks by the BYU defense tonight. Um, two of them from Corbin Kafusi, who had himself tonight. We'll read a tweet coming up in just a second about Corbin Kafusi. Four tackles for loss for the Cougars. Also an interception and a forced fumble and fumble recovery as well. So the defense also a very good game. Remember, Hawaii is a team who came in with a very professional offense. Uh, Cole McDonald had three straight or six straight games coming into this one of 300 yards passing tonight. The Cougars hold him to only 248 yards, 22 of 38 passing for Cole McDonald. The BYU defense did their job. We talked about it in the pregame show. The need to get pressure on Cole McDonald. BYU Kalani Sataki all week long talking about, hey, we're going to change some things up. We're going to do some different things on the defense to create some pressure. And they did. We mentioned the sacks that they got for BYU. A great game by the defense. Maybe more impressive than anything else is what the defense did tonight. In fact, that leads us to some of our first tweets of the night. This one coming from a name that y'all might recognize. Trevor Madich wing, an ESPN college football analyst, former BYU offensive lineman, a national champion, weighing in. He's got two on two of the big topics of the night. First one coming in uh, on Corbin Kafusi. Says BYU DN Corbin Kafusi should be considered for National Defensive Player of the Week. He's been a force playing at two levels. This Hawaii offense is no jo- joke. Corbin has been dominant. Talk about Corbin Kafusi tonight. Just a quick look at his line: eight total tackles, seven of them solo, two sacks, two tackles for loss. So Corbin Kafusi getting the job done. And then on the Zach Wilson story, Trevor, maybe a little over the top on this one, but he goes, holy smoke, Zach has a little Tua in him, fearless and throwing vertical 26 yards on a TD pass on fourth and sixth. Uh, maybe a little excited on that one, but Zach Wilson did look good tonight. A couple other tweets coming in. You can send in your tweets at Ben Bags. This one from Petey Hawks. Zach Wilson deserves some chocolate milk after this game. I can't disagree with that. The freshman comes in, goes 16 of 24 for 194 yards. Now, those those numbers, it's not plus 250. That's not a 300-yard passing game. But it's a very good game for a freshman to come in and get the job done. Three TD passes and one only one interception. He had two passes right in a row. Didn't look good both could have been intercepted one of them was but the only blemish on his on, on his stat line tonight very patient a couple other things that he's got to work on but that's what we talked about in the pregame you're starting a freshman and he's going to be bumps in the road good thing the bumps didn't cause any issues tonight there's a very few of them but he did very good in his opening opening salvo as the starting quarterback for the cougars this coming in from at dev dixon is wilson the new mark wilson well we'll wait and see what the career holds for him this coming in from Chaplin Schumann. Shuma, uh, congrats, Cougs. But Mangum's still engaged on the sideline, total class. Yeah, Tanner Mangum's always been that guy, the great teammate that's going to go forth and help his team uh, as they, they go forward. He's, he's going to be the biggest cheerleader throughout this season for Zach Wilson and the rest of the team. As BYU gets to win tonight, 49-23. Hey, fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Simply mention BYU 50, which, by the way, was almost the amount of points that BYU put up on the board tonight. But just mention BYU 50 or use the online promo code BYU50 at PapaJohns.com Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good in any Utah location. Coming up, we'll get you down to the post-game press conference where Kalani Satake will address the media. Cougar Post Game Live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley.
1: Ben Bagley with you on Cougar Post Game Live as the Cougars get the victory over Hawaii 49-23. And what a homecoming game it was The Cougars Dominant from the get-go, scoring 14 points in the first quarter and shutting out Hawaii, taking a 28-3 halftime lead and then finishing it as they score 21 more points in the second half to get the 49-23 win. You can join in on the post-game conversation by tweeting at Ben Bags like at BYU Junior did. Finally, someone found Riley Burt. Go Cougars. You're right, Riley Burt. Nice game tonight. Nine carries for 59 yards, 6.6 yards per carry, and a touchdown, along of 16 yards. A nice game by Riley Burt and all the running backs. Uh, Let's take a quick look around the scoreboard in college football. Not a great weekend for teams ranked in the top 10 as four top 10 teams fall today. Eighth-ranked Penn State falls to Michigan State, 21-17. Seventh-ranked Washington misses a potential game-winning field goal and ends up losing to 17th-ranked Oregon, 30-27 in overtime. Second-ranked Georgia gets beat down on the Bayou by 13th-ranked LSU, 36-16. And Iowa State, unranked, takes down number six, West Virginia Thirty to fourteen, so definitely some movement coming around in the top ten uh, as the AP poll gets released on uh, tomorrow afternoon. Fifth-ranked Notre Dame, they'll probably climb in those polls. They remain undefeated. With a 19-14 win over Pitt, Bronco Mendenhall's Virginia Cavaliers upset 16th-ranked Miami 16-13. Number three, Ohio State beats Minnesota, remains undefeated 30-14. Look for Ohio State to bump up a spot there. And top-ranked Alabama, they remain undefeated in a dominant fashion against Missouri 39-10. Next, in three weeks, BYU will travel to Boise to take on the Broncos, the Broncos, Boise State in action in Reno tonight. Close game right now. 31 27, Boise State leading Nevada. 317 left in that ballgame. A look at some scores from other BYU teams as soccer fell in Malibu to Pepperdine 2 1, and top ranked BYU women's volleyball squad swept Santa Clara in three sets today to remain undefeated. Kennedy Eschenberg led the Cougars with 10 kills in that game. Coming up, we'll have more of Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin,
1: BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. My name is Ben Bagley. As we wrap up Cougar Post Game Live, get some final thoughts, some more of your tweets at Ben Baggs. We'll read them on the air, and we wait for Kalani Sataki to join us at a press conference with the media coming up in just a moment. BYU gets the victory 49-23 to over Hawaii, a much-needed victory after two straight losses. And BYU gets to win at home, and they did it. They, they checked all the boxes in the game, which was interesting. It's You go into these games, you're setting keys for a team to get a victory. Some of those keys were a quick start, something that had been talked about this week. By Jeff Grimes and Kalani Sataki as they got ready for the game. Kalani Sataki mentioning this week in practice, switching things up as a schedule. Hey, some more team intense uh, sessions early in practice in an effort to hopefully cue this team to have a quicker start in the game. And it worked tonight. BYU, as I said in the last segment, 14 points early in the, second, in the first quarter, scoring touchdowns on two of their first drives. Getting up 28-3 to thir- three in the first half, going into halftime with a nice lead. That's exactly what Kalani Sataki was looking for from his team to get that early first half spark and start. And it holds true. I believe the stat is now 12-0 for Kalani Sataki when taking a lead into halftime. So next time Kalani takes a lead the halftime, maybe we just... Go home for the night. I don't call it or Now nah, you want to see the whole game. Uh, also, other check marks you were looking for. BYU needed to get a run game going. We talked at length about that. Uh, BYU getting a very nice effort on the ground from, from, from the Cougar run game. Shout out to the offensive line for getting their job done, but you look at the running backs. A nice running back by committee thing tonight. Eight rushers for the for the game, but four of them from the running back position, and that's without Squally Canada. Matt Hadley leading the way with 91 yards on nine attempts. An impressive 10.1 yards per, per carry on that. Be curious to see after a bye week if Squally gets healthy to see how this this running back rotation works. As Northern Illinois comes into town, and Boise State after that, as the rest of the season goes on, how will the running backs be splitting carries going forward on that? Another box to be checked for BYU, and we talked about this throughout the game as well, was the defense needing to get some pressure. Uh, Kalani Sataki said in BYU football, Kalani Sitaki earlier this week with Greg Rebell, uh, Eliza Tuyaki talked about this as well, that they were looking at different things they were going to do to get some pressure on Cole McDonald and get some pressure that had been absent Throughout the early part of the season for BYU football, it worked tonight. Four sacks on the game, two of them coming from Corbin Kafusi, Isaiah Kafusi getting in on the sack party and Kyrus Tonga also getting a sack. So four sacks by the BYU defenders, two of them from Corbin Kafusi. Also two tackles for the loss, for loss from Corbin Kafusi, four total for the team. Isaiah Kafusi also joining that party and Kyrus Tonga getting sacks and tackles for loss. So the BYU defense, and, and it's interesting, it wasn't just a push by the defensive line, something had been missing, but also they were running stunts, they were running blitzes, things that hadn't been seen eh, usually so far this season, but we saw it tonight. So those are the boxes that BYU checked. Now the nice thing is you head into a bye week off of the first game for Zach Wilson that looked really well. You get to uh, dissect the film, learn from that, and move forward as you get ready for the next part of the season, the second half of the season. BYU gets the victory 49-23 over Hawaii. Checking all the boxes tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, getting the win, and as one of the team goals is, protecting Lavelle's house. That's going to do it for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, 49-23. Stay tuned. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next as BYU gets the 49-23 victory on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to postgame coverage of BYU football on the New Skin
1: BYU Sports
0: Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: All right, so welcome back here to Lavella Stadium. It is the Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you in part by Provo Land Title. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Our post-game coverage may be a little complicated as uh, down in the Cougar Locker Room area and the press conference area, uh, a fire alarm has gone off. And so we may not be able to go down there as quickly as we'd hoped because that's happening downstairs. But we do have we do have the postgame comments of Nick Rolovich, head coach of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. These comments were gotten a short time ago. We'd like to play those while we wait for the BYU uh, players and coaches to, to become available. No. I thought BYU played
3: very hard. They, they, they played a good football game. Um... I didn't think we executed very well offensively. I think I made some um, poor decisions as far as putting the defense into bad spots early in the, in the first half. Uh, we couldn't run the ball in the first half, which uh, made the throwing lanes a lot harder and made things a lot tighter. Uh, I appreciate our kids for the way they battled and, and kept fighting, but uh, BYU is a good football team. They played well tonight. Um, I know they played well at Wisconsin, but I, I think they should feel good the way they played us tonight. And um, We'll go back to work on Monday.
4: It like they're lying, uh, though. The no, they're you know, big they're big boys.
3: Yeah. They're big boys, and, and they wanted to be able to run the ball, and they did. And that's a credit to them. Um, I think the quarterback switch was uh, the guy that gave him some juice, um, made some good throws, and, you know, you know, how bad I'd love to have taken this win home, but um, when, when, when you're not the, the most effective team on the field, it's hard to beg for a win, you know, the... I thought BYU played well, and
2: we'll go back to work.
5: Seems like you um, tried a lot of fourth downs,
3: just couldn't get it going. No.
2: All right, we're going to pause with Nick Rolovich and get down to the BYU press conference area for Kalani Sitake. The
5: efforts there. All right, well, happy about the result of the game, and uh, a lot of guys contributing to the win. Um, obviously not perfect, but uh, some things we can definitely work on. But um, going to the bye week, I think we feel good about ourselves and um, just got out of that slump of not playing good football or our style of football last two weeks. So um, good to get that done tonight. So I'll take any questions you guys have. Talk about the decision to go to Zach. Yeah, I mean, that's as we uh, talk about it over and over. You guys heard me say that our guys will compete and every position uh, gets evaluated. feel like everyone has to compete for their job every week and uh, there's a lot of positions where we make some changes and that just happened to be one of them this week. So, going into it we felt like he, uh, in the competition, especially over the last couple weeks, we felt like it was good um, enough to give him the the starting spot because he deserved it.
6: So, first impression of, you know, just as you watched on the sideline, what did you think of his performance?
5: Yeah, I thought he did some really good things. Not happy about the pick that he threw. Um, thought he got a little greedy and tried to um, think too high of himself and tried to fit the ball in there. And It came right after he, they, he threw a bad one and they missed it, and so you got to get the ego down from him to go back to the same side, do the same type of thing, and he knew already coming off, but we can't make those type of mistakes, you know what I mean? And there's a few other things that we could do differently, and he himself could um, do better, but um, for what we recruited him to do, he came and did it. So really pleased with the way he led the team, and he just keep competing, you know, keep competing, and, and uh, try to keep that spot. That's going to be the goal for for Zach and everyone else that's starting, if they want to hold on to their spot, they have to keep competing and uh, find a way to, to hold on to the starting role. Talk about
6: the way the defense started that game and, and really gave you that
5: edge to be able to, to build that with you. Yeah, I was pleased with the way the defense played for the most part. Um, second half, we just gave we gave way too many plays. And um, part of that was uh, the adjustments that, that – um, that Hawaii made, you know, Roto's a really good coach and McDonald's a really good re- uh, quarterback and they have some really good receivers and so they were able to fit the ball in certain things and and scheme uh, some of our adjustments that we made they, they were able to make some plays, and um, but you know, it would have been nice to get out of those, but um, I think for the most part it's a really explosive offense and just really pleased with the way our guys played and got some pressure on the quarterback, you know, and um, That's that's another thing that Zach could do better. Is not just run out of bounds. Maybe throw the ball away because the line don't appreciate getting it tabbed to sack when he just runs out of bounds. So, anyways, um, but back to the defense. I thought they played well, um, tackled better than we had the last couple weeks, and um, I think the whole team prepared well. You know, so uh, some of the adjustments and the changes that we made in practice and schedule and everything paid off, and. now going to the bye week, we have to make sure that we're ready to roll and keep this thing rolling for uh, Northern Illinois, our next opponent. So, Anything else? One of
6: those
7: adjustments that you made on the defense side was going to a 30 front to begin the game. What made you go that direction to start this game?
5: Uh, we've always had an odd front. I anyone that knows me is like, you are not just set on one front the whole time, so... Thought our personnel could do it in a, th- in a three-man rush, and we had some things um, with our scheme. We changed up a few things here and there. But, um, yeah, I just thought that uh, we were just trying to bait them into running the ball and um, thought we could handle the pass rush and, um, our, and, our, and stopping the run with the three-man front. Really pleased with the way the D-line played, and we had Corbin play a lot of different positions today. He played D-end. He played um, middle linebacker, outside backer, and, and that's a lot for a guy a lot for a guy that um, <laughs> that you know that, that, that we've asked him to do so many things and it's hard but uh, he's a guy that's always answered the challenge when we had him do that from all the different schemes that we come up with How did Tanner respond or- Really, really professional i mean he was all about um but about the team and um can't say he was happy you know but um i didn't expect him to be happy with the, with the decision but uh, i thought he handled it really well and was very supportive of our team and supportive of zach if you watch zach in the during the game um tanner was always involved talking to him and some of the other
2: quarterbacks. all right we got to dump out of that uh can't go for much i don't know how he's talking through it but uh uh, is that just one feed that does, that's all coming through down on, the, the fire alarm and Kalani? Well, he's trying to talk through it, but uh, I'm not sure that will sound great as long as he's trying to do it. So we'll take a break. We'll come back and continue our postgame coverage of BYU over Hawaii here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Getting you ready for BYU football.
2: A fake fly sweep. To the end zone. It's a touchdown.
0: You're listening to BYU Football. On BYU Radio.
2: Middle and right into the end zone for the
0: touchdown. Lowers his helmet, drives those pads past the plane. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: All right, uh, while well, they downstairs try to deal with the uh, fire alarm that's uh, interrupted post-game proceedings, we'll hear the remainder of Nick Rolovich's comments from Hawaii and then see where it leaves us uh, downstairs.
0: Deficit like that, how do you feel about the way the guys tried to fight back? Oh, they
3: fought fine. I mean, I don't think they gave up. I thought they, uh, you know, the situation got harder and harder and we didn't help ourselves with some of the... You know, we, you know the turnover battle. That's three games in a row we lose a turnover battle, and um, we, we gotta we gotta fix that or else it's gonna be harder and harder to win football games. What
8: makes this a rivalry for for you and for you guys? Why is this game so big for you?
3: Well, I, I think it's it's the history of I think it was a decade or more of BYU winning and uh, Hawaii never winning, and I think the, the eighty nine game, the ninety game, the ninety two game where gave uh, the UH fans and the UH program a little bit of uh, redemption I think that was that was very important and uh, I think it has a lot to do with the successful recruiting that BYU has done on the North Shore and and Hawaii in general in the past but I don't know is that good enough or not? Some good stuff
5: like, what about the you are shaking,
3: brother. Really you cold? Sorry, yeah, a little. <laughs> it looked a like the capucines were out
5: there all over the place. You know, there's a, there's, guys there's and... a lot of them out there. <laughs> the quarterback looked like he played new position a
9: little bit and just, just kind of really no. I think them. their
3: defensive staff, and uh, you know, I, I can speak more for their defensive staff. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a nice job mm-hmm. uh, preparing their guys, and and you know, again, we didn't execute very well. Were the weather, cold, or any kind of factor in this? I don't think so. Did you, did you hold it, dig out it? Probably, but you know, we, we brought our own shovel a little bit in that first half. You know, we, we, we didn't do much in that first half at all offensively. Did you um,
1: everybody was kind of out of sync? So.
3: Like I was saying before you just walked up, that when you got such thin boxes and you're not able to run the ball it makes it hard to throw it. You know, there's just more people in the passing lanes. you got you know, a couple of giants out there that are long and hard to throw around. So I think uh, BYU's, hopefully they, they found a little juice. They're going to play well for the rest of the way out.
2: And, and we got to come back and, and uh, obviously got to get better. All right, that's Nick Rolovich, the head coach of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. We'll take a break, continue as the Cougar Locker Room Show rolls on here in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All
2: right, so we would take you down to the BYU press conference area, but if we were to do so, we would hear this.
4: Well, That's pretty good. We can actually go to that. We'll take that on the air right now.
3: Yeah, that was huge. Um, I think that when the the offense is rolling like that and – it kind of takes some pressure off the defense. I think we, we play more free. We make a lot more plays um, just because we can kind of, you know, gamble or take take some risks that I don't think we usually would take if it was a, a tighter game. But uh, to be able shot. to have the offense, you know, put us in that position, it helped a ton.
2: It's right, so Isaiah and Corbin Kafusi at the press conference podium, and they've just ended what they were saying. And during most of what they were saying, it was nothing but a fire alarm. And the fire alarm ended just in time for us to get the last 30 seconds of their comments. And coming up next, it'll be Zach Wilson and Dylan Colley. So we'll, we'll do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Press conference comments from Zach Wilson and Dylan Colley next. You're on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: BYU 49, Hawaii 23, our final score. Zach Wilson, Dylan Colley taking questions from reporters outside the Cougar locker room.
6: You know, we got absolute grinders, and no matter who's in the game, and you know, we obviously saw that tonight, we spread the ball around and um, we make things happen. And so this team has a, a lot of potential, and we're just going to continue to keep keep going up and up. Dylan, what were your emotions facing your former team? Uh, you know, it's, uh, you could say it's like the second time I've done it, <laughs> and so, um, you know, really I just kind of needed to focus on what we needed to achieve as a team, and so that really uh, kind of subdued the, the feeling of what, you know, I needed to achieve in terms of trying to prove something to, to my old team, and that's not really what it was about. It was more so about how I could, you know, contribute and keep things, keep things rolling.
10: Dylan Zach said that the quarterback's only as good as his teammates and his receivers in particular that he's throwing the ball to. Do you feel like you guys kind of bounce back from the last couple of weeks? And I know you haven't been very happy with it a lot of your
6: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that's a, this is a good place to start. You know, are we perfect? Are we where we want to be? Absolutely not. But, you know, we're we're like I said before, we're on the up and up and that's what's most important. And uh, this bye week's gonna be really good because we're gonna be able to take a look at it and see what else we need to do so that these you know next next six games that we got left can be handled in, in a way that we know we can.
5: Dylan, how big was
6: the defensive performance? They came out and held them to three points. That's a good offense, and the way they did that to allow kind of the offense to have opportunities to build. The lead. I mean, I can't I can't tell you enough how impressive, and uh, especially you know, yes, the front seven and those guys did a really good job, but. You know our defensive backs, especially the young guys, the way that they were the, the way that they were able to contain those receivers because you know that's a very very talented talented group of receivers and our guys did a phenomenal job of locking them up and uh, so you know that our defense is, is very exciting to watch. It's my favorite defense in the country, so I like it. I like it. Zach, what was your preparation like specifically
4: leading up to your first <coughs> start? Did anything change leading up throughout the week? Could you go into depth on that?
7: Um, To be honest, I mean, you you should approach every game like you're going to start. And and I think I kind of approached this week exactly how I had every other week, just in case the opportunity presents itself. You always got to be ready. Um, I think I did spend more time trying to connect with my receivers, talking to everybody, just making sure we're on the same page with stuff. And uh, I think that's where my preparation switched a little bit. But as far as, you know, in the film room and, and going through my certain things I like to do to prepare, I think it was about the same as every other week.
4: So long as you say you got a little too greedy on the pick after almost. Oh, the pick.
7: for sure. I mean, ask these guys how many times I told them if the corner opens his eyes, I'm going to throw the hitch, and he, he did that, and I threw the corner. So, don't do that.
2: <laughs> Dylan,
4: your preparation as far as, you know, with a new quarterback, you guys probably heard the news early on in the week. Did you change your preparation at all? And
6: no. I mean, really, there's uh, – I, I kind of pride myself on being able to prepare the same way, and I've done it for the last four years. And so um, really just the opportunity to continue to have conversations with Zach. It's not like just because Zach was now named the starter, now it was time to have conversations with him. <laughs> um, the kid's extremely confident and, and willing to have those, you know, discussions during the week, whether he knew that he was going to start or not. And so, um, you know, nothing, nothing changed for us. It was just a matter of what we were going to do to capitalize on opportunities and, and make up for what's been missing the last few weeks. Before you obviously look at the film, what, were your, what was your thoughts on, on Zach's performance tonight? I mean, uh, 49 points. That's pretty dang good for, for an 18-year-old kid to come <laughs> in and um, play as confident and to, to be as confident as he was. I don't, you know, I to be honest with you, I don't think a lot of kids could do it. And so Zach did it, and he's going to continue to do it because I know that his preparation will continue to stay the same. Like you said, I can completely attest to the fact that the kid did exactly what he said he did, and he's done it since week one. And so, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in him, and I know that, you know, everyone else does, and we're going to keep, keep this thing going. Zach, talk about your interactions with Tanner. You've been on the other side where you were the backup against yeah. the starter, and when it flipped, what was that like? Yeah,
7: I mean, we have nothing but love for each other. I mean, we're both roommates, and we help each other out with anything, and, you know, it's always a tough spot to be put in that situation. And, and it went the same way with me in, in the beginning, but, I mean, we, we kind of separate life, life from football. And, you know, we realize there's no reason – to be mad or hate or or whatever it is, either way, and and we all we always just want what's best for the team. And I think Tanner's, you know, one of my biggest supporters, and and I am to him as well. And I think uh, I think we have a good good friendship, and I think that, you know we help each other out with a lot of things.
10: Zach, how does it feel to be a
7: freshman, have this big spotlight on you? I don't really think age matters, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I guess he. I don't know. I guess I mean football is a game we all played since we were little, and. Uh, I try and approach it like it's the same game I've played since I was little. No matter what level it is, or how many people are watching, it's, it's still the same thing we've we've been doing since we were little. So, hey,
2: thanks guys. Cool. all right, to uh, Dylan Colley and uh, Zach Wilson, concluding our press conference podium coverage, and again. Uh, uh, part of the coverage was interrupted by a fire alarm that uh, was just kind of sounding off during the proceedings, and they decided to just kind of play through it. Yeah. And so they did. Let it roll. Not that we could do much with it uh, for most of the coverage, but uh, there it was. Uh, let's see what we have now. Uh, like, Matt Hadley's back down at the uh, podium. Let's go back to What's downstairs that? with Matt. Was
10: offensive defense. That's how this works? <laughs> sure. we say that? <laughs> <laughs> i like to get that touchdown run, get the ball, and get the an end zone. Okay. Uh, it felt pretty good. It actually felt really good. Um, you know, first time doing it since high school, which is what probably been over a decade now for me, so <laughs> feels that way. <clears throat> no, but it's, uh, it, it was awesome. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere and just loved the experience.
6: Kalani said this week that there were going to be a lot of changes. He wasn't happy with the direction. What changes made the most difference just as far as being able to have this performance after the last
10: couple of years back?
6: Right?
10: Yeah, good question. I, you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint a specific change. I, I think that something that I saw, I think that we as players and the coaches challenged us a lot more this week, so this would be one of the changes. Um, I mean, they've always challenged us, but this week it was really, you know, it really put an emphasis on, on us believing in ourselves. And uh, I just felt, I just saw that. Tonight, I felt like that's what you know we were doing out there. We were just believing in ourselves and believing those around us, and I felt like that made probably the biggest difference. Talk about the way the offensive line performed. I mean, to have 280
6: rushing yards as a team got to have a lot of help.
10: Yeah, I mean, these guys are unbelievable. They really are. The you know, not only are they strong and uh, they execute like they're you know like they're supposed to. They're smart. And, uh, you know, that for us as ball carriers, the quarterback, you know, the other guys in the offense, that you love that. I mean, a, a, an O-line that, is, that knows exactly what they're supposed to do and they do it, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. They, they're awesome.
2: James Empey has joined uh, Matt Hadley downstairs in case James gets asked a question here. Uh,
10: State championship game in high school in 2011. Remember your stats from that game? I do not know. <laughs> I don't. Um, we won though, so one day that was cool. When you first moved back over during fall camp or spring, whenever it was, when we talked to you back then, you said it's kind of like riding a bike. Was there still a little bit of rust to get off of that bike today, or did you just kind of go <clears> good ahead? Yeah, I think there was some. Uh, we'll we'll see the film. As Coach uh, AJ Stewart likes to say, we'll see the film. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely some rust still. Uh, but you know, like I said, the O line did such a great job that it, it that helped. I mean, it definitely helped me learn, relearn how to ride that bike. You know. Um, but yeah, there was there was definitely a little bit of a little bit of kinks that I need to definitely work out. But I think that's that's all of us. I hope. I hope it's not just me,
4: <laughs> James. Last two weeks struggled to run the football. Did anything change specifically in your approach this week, and what did you get to see on field that you guys could exploit? Um, well, I mean, kind of like you said, uh, we we struggled a little bit the past couple of weeks, and everybody knows if you can't run the ball, it's hard to win, and it's hard to be productive as an offense. So we had a big goal to, to run the ball, and we attacked it really this week with um, emphasis on our techniques and and our, on our pad level, and being a little bit nastier and. I mean, we, we were able to, to do that um, against these guys, kind of get up on them, and, and Hadley was talking about us, but it's nice to have backs that hit holes and, and run hard and, and break some tackles too, so um, that was just our, our approach this week. We need, need more physical, have better pad level, and, mm-hmm. and, and get the ball moving on the ground, and we're able to do that today. James Kalani told us the last couple of weeks that wasn't BYU
10: football. I'm sure he said the same thing to you guys. Was that more like BYU football, what you guys
4: just did? Yeah, that's that's more like BYU football. And we have a long ways to go, and tonight was far from perfect, and uh, we'll, we'll see it on the film and, and see where we can get better. But when you can move the ball on the ground, it makes uh, playing offense a lot easier. And so that was more like BYU football, but we got a long ways to go, and, and we're striving. So. Anything else for you guys? There's been, you know, ups and downs this season like any other season. Um, sometimes you guys are playing really at a high level and sometimes not so not so high. How do you stay insulated? How do you, how do you stay kind of uh, focused on the task at hand so you don't have those highs and lows
0: so you guys can stay more consistent throughout the season?
10: That's a good question. <laughs> you know, I think it's uh, – I think each team has to find their identity, find their rhythm, and, uh, you know – it's different for every team to find that rhythm like the process and uh, but I think we're on our way um, I think that you know we've today was was I think at least you know for me I, I feel like it kind of gave us a little bit of a spark and uh, and I feel good I feel confident that you know we'll be able to turn that into a flame and, 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 and keep that burning and, and, and be more consistent like like we need to be James what does
4: didn't mean having Zach play the way he did. It wasn't perfect, but overall a pretty strong game. what that mean too? Um, yeah, it, it means a lot. I mean he, he stepped up, he played really well. Um, you know, we're excited about him. He made some plays and and you know, we, we support him hundred percent. Whoever's in there we're gonna give our all so. Um, having him back there was was great and having him perform the way he did was was great too.
2: Thank
10: you. Thank you. All right, so Matt Hadley
2: and James Empey, and I think that will conclude our podium coverage from outside the BYU locker room. When we come back, uh, Head Coach Kalani Sitake should be joining us as we continue. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Post-game coverage of BYU Football continues with the Cougar Post-Game Coaches Show. The Cougar Post-Game Coaches Show is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: All right, here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, in front of uh, 50,000 plus, 52, 354, the official crowd tally. BYU wins it by a score of 49 to 23, and in so doing, uh, ends a two-match, a two-game two winless streak, as uh, BYU lost its last two to uh, Washington and Utah State, respectively, and get back on the winning track tonight with a resounding win, 49 to 23 most offense in a game they've had since the San Jose State game here last year.
8: Very noticeable in the change of attitude, emotion, and uh, I- I'm going to throw in their preparation. Uh, they just came out ready to play tonight, and they were excited about doing it, oh, and I-, I just didn't feel that same way against Utah State last week. The Utah State certainly had a uh, a little hop in their step, and be You didn't. So tonight, uh, they met that energy that Hawaii usually brings. I thought that was a real plus.
2: How much do you, uh, how much do you ascribe to the quarterback change to what went on tonight?
8: I think that uh, he did obviously bring a spark. Uh, that's number one. But I think he made passes. That there were passes that he threw and completed tonight that Tanner might not have made. And I know he ran. Uh, more efficiently than uh, Tanner would have on his particularly on that quarterback sneak, I mean the quarterback draw. So, uh, yeah, I thought he did uh, a nice job.
2: Time for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. So far this season, Mountain America has donated $2500. Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. No field goals tonight for BYU, so uh, no uh, adding to the total. But still, it's a nice total, and it'll build as the season goes along. All BYU asked Skylar Southam to do tonight was kick PATs. And luckily, he got to kick seven of them. And that's a good thing. And the more PATs, the better, as head coach Kalani Zitake now joins us here in the broadcast booth. And that's right, right? Uh, hey, PATs are okay with you as long as you have 7-7 seven, seven to convert.
5: Yeah, I like PATs a lot more than field goals. And, um <laughs> Yeah, I think we had a chance at the end, um, but it didn't. Going up by 22, I don't know if that really mattered, you know, and um, really wanted that fourth and one. I thought I just wanted to have that one back, you know what I mean, from last week, and so uh, just really pleased with the team. Thought they played hard. Um, you guys heard me in the in the post game. Um, well, but, when
2: we weren't hearing the fire alarm. Yeah, <laughs> was that, was I was that disruptive? To, I was trying to pick out your words, yeah. you know.
5: <laughs> I was a little nervous because it was so loud, and I, I didn't know if there was a fire, if I should You're be like Brett, there. are we okay here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, nobody was moving, so I'm like, okay, maybe, should, maybe it's not really that big of a deal. But uh, Pleased with the win, obviously, but um, not perfect. There's things we can work on. I just love working on them with a win, and, and that's what we're trying to do.
8: Kalani, uh, compared to last Friday night's game, I thought there was more emotion, uh, better preparation, and uh, – I just felt like they had a little more fight in them tonight. Did you feel that way, or were you, am I just missing it from last week?
5: No, I think you're on. I mean, I, I, uh, there's there's a reason why there's there's got to be some uh, reason why we didn't play like we should the last two weeks, and um, I, I think getting a, a slow start was part of it, you know. And um, I thought uh, uh, Hawaii wanted to wanted the ball first. They wanted uh, to try to score first, and we wanted to do that too. And I was just pleased with our how we started the game um, yeah. in all, all three phases. I thought we played really well at the beginning. And and um, with all the mistakes in between, I thought it was a good 60 minutes of BYU football. And that's uh, – we wanted to go back to what we were good at, and being physical is what we're good at. And that's what we need to keep doing. And we need to hang our hat on that, and then uh, the rest will, will come with it. Your teams are now 6-1. Uh,
2: uh, when you lead after one quarter, your teams are ten and two. When you score first, your teams are seven and one. When you score in every quarter, all the things that every coach would love to do with his teams week in week out. But clearly, for your team, just getting off to a good start means so much.
5: Yeah, and that's um, that was such a huge emphasis for us this week that I almost thought we're making too much of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, I, I felt like okay, if 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 it doesn't, if we don't start well, then um, then how are we going to react? You know, but I, I just felt like if we were going to be physical from the very beginning, that will get us a, in a good start. You know, and um, and so that's that's what our emphasis was was to start fast and um, and to try to sustain it the entire uh, sixty minutes. And I was just pleased with the way the guys prepared. I've always been pleased with the way they prepared, but I think this is where it crossed over and came from the i mentioned to you before playing on the practice field and and yeah. seeing it on the field it, it all came um it all came true tonight you know and and uh, now we need to do that again at our next game and um and uh just not there's we can't have any kind of letdown. we just got to be physical play fast and and uh get better piggybacking off that physical
2: comment your first three scores tonight were all touchdown runs and there were runs outside the 10-yard line, outside the 20-yard line. You ran for 280 as a team. And you know as much as anybody, if you're going to run for, for 280 and pass it near 200, you're not going to lose that game.
5: Yeah, and, and that's um, when we, I, I talked about our identity, and that's got to be our deal. And I think um, we, we ran the ball differently a lot of different ways uh, in the shotgun, under center, uh, with the jet sweep in, involved, and also with um, – uh, different personnel you know and i thought i give a lot of credit to our coaches and and being creative and finding different ways to, to get the run going we had rpos we had quarterback draw we had all this stuff with the quarterback can scramble and create with his legs and um just everyone contributed to this win on offense and 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 the points but then defensively every just felt like the team was all involved in this game and we will be a lot better when everybody contributes and that's i was really pleased seeing isaiah Kafuzi and others step up Yeah. And, Um, That's, you know, our team is growing up. We're still young, but we're really starting to grow and starting to get older and mature really quickly.
8: Well, there were some changes on the defensive strategy that you used. I was wondering, first of all, where you came up with that. And then, boy, it was very effective because uh, if he's not throwing in those first two seconds when he gets the football, he starts to rattle a little bit, and he's not as effective throwing the ball. I'm talking about their quarterback.
5: Yeah, and, and they're such a mix from the air raid and run and shoot and the running gun, all that stuff. And like I mentioned, is a great coach, and he knows how to get that offense rolling. And I felt like we were able to disguise a little bit but then play some safe defense and mm-hmm. really wanted to get after him with a three-man rush. And yeah. I, I, those three guys did a great job. And
8: and stopped the run still yeah. with that three-man rush. yeah
5: that would be ideal. The only thing that could be better than that is brushing two and stopping <laughs> the run, you know, so, uh, but I, I, you know, coach tuyaki Ed Lamb, Preston Hadley, General Guilford, those guys did a great job preparing their their team. Um, and I know they haven't been happy with the defensive production the last couple weeks and they respond the right way and they challenge their players the right way. The right guys got where we able to get challenged and um just really happy with how hard they worked and, it uh, just goes to show that their creativity and, and what they're willing to do on defense can help us.
2: I, I don't know that Butch got a snap tonight. I'm not sure that he played at all uh, tonight. And, and so uh, you were going to go nickel anyway, so you brought on an extra DB. Isaiah Kafusi, it was a big night for him. He and Corbin led the way in tackles and TFLs. And two of your five uh, leading tacklers and playmakers were Diane Moloku, who you finally get back, and Isaiah Heron. And you've not been afraid to 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 put your young corners in positions of pressure this year and and they've been responding game in uh, game out and now you're seven games in and the young guys are getting a lot of uh, a lot of good
5: time I've, I've been i've been really pleased with our young DVs, and and uh, they can play uh their coaches preparing them the right way you know we played nickel and dime tonight mm-hmm. uh, with the 10 personnel they did bombers which is all five wide outs uh, a yeah. few times uh, a lot of, actually and so we used um, mike shelton as a nickel and we used tanner jacobson as our dime um, we had uh, a good rotation of DBs. I thought Austin Lee played a really good game, yeah. solid game, and it was really nice to get Diane back, you know. And um, I thought he played such a good game, and he's such a, ve- uh, a, a weapon for us on special teams. He just finds a way to get down there. And, it's a second punt
2: muff recovery. and yeah,
5: he just – and it wasn't even that, that much of a muff. He just stole it from him yeah. and – uh, yeah, he he's, he he just has a knack for making plays, and, and I thought Mike Shelton played a great game yeah. as a DB and was really physical in the run when they did run. Just really pleased with the whole team, and and, and those freshman DBs came in with Chris Wilcox and um, and man, they they really did some good things. I think Keenan Ellis and D'Lo and uh, Malik and and they're all Isaiah, playing. Yeah, they're all playing, and
8: I gotta get his uh, Mandel, D'Angelo Mandel. Yeah. Is that leak that's,
5: that's
2: D-Low. Oh, d yeah.
8: Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he did a great job on that fly pattern because uh, he was a step behind, and then he just put his head down and made up the difference. Yeah, to he's position.
5: So f- these guys are fast, and they can play, and they got a great coach in Guilford. And um, Preston Hadley did an amazing job with the, with the safeties, and Ed Lamb did a great job with the backers. And I felt, I felt like, um, you know, Butch, um, I love Butch. He's a great team captain. He's a leader for us. The competition continues, you know, and so um, this week was a little bit different, um, having so much ten personnel um, that that uh, we only needed one or two backers on the on the field at, at, at a time, and uh, they'll keep competing. and And when he's ready to compete and be and have his full health, I'm sure you'll see him on the field again. But he had limited reps tonight. Um, Sione won the competition this week, and so did Isaiah. You know, and Riggs Powell was on the field a little bit too. So. Uh, Adam Pulsover came in as well. So the guys will keep competing, and they all contribute to the game. But um, I'm going to keep saying this. Every week, compete. No job is safe. And if you guys are – if it's an injury or whatever reason is, and they can't perform, then we will make a change and make sure that the guy that deserves to start will get the start.
2: Uh, football lingo uh, before the break here. Uh, Ten personnel refers to one zero one one running back, zero tight ends. So the way they play it with four wides and always a single back, you're looking at ten personnel almost all the time.
5: Yeah, and and uh, and, and then they mix that with bombers, which is all zero zero. It's Emptier, all five wide five outs. Wides, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
8: So a twelve would be one back, two tight, two tight ends. ends. Yeah. Yep.
5: This yeah. is what BYU runs a lot of. Yeah. 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 yeah this yeah. is a, and yeah, we we ran. I mean, on on offense, we ran twelve, twenty one, eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, some thirteen occasionally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
8: <laughs> uh, oh, well. I did want to ask about Corbin Kafus being the spy against that big running back because that guy is a big Haas. Did you use Corbin uh, kind of – was that part of your thinking because Corbin's big enough to hit him?
5: Well, and we felt really good about the 3D lineman, and I think Corbin could do that up front. But um, he's such a weapon, and he's so long and athletic that he he makes the windows really tight in the passing lane. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we used him as middle linebacker. We used him as a D-end. We used him as an outside backer on both the field and the boundary. Yeah. We blitzed him. We did a lot of different things with him. And it took him and, um, you know, um, him and Lopa and and, and, and Devin. Those guys have had to really study. But Devin's a, a great player, and and, um, and, and uh, his time will come. But uh, Corbin is an exceptional guy. He just knows how to play the game. He's smart. And uh, I'm just glad we were able to use him as a weapon. All right, closing comments from Coach Kalani Sitake. Coming up
2: next, BYU 49, Hawaii 23, our final score. The Cougars go to 10-0 all-time against the Rainbow Warriors here in Provo and a 23-8 in the all-time series. More with the coach next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the Cougar Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: BYU 49, Hawaii 23, our final score. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU football on BYU Radio.
2: BYU fans, it is time now for our Bank of American Fork big-time performance of the game brought to you by Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork and because he's the youngest starting quarterback in BYU football history and because he had the most touchdown passes of any true freshman making his first start at BYU and the highest pass efficiency rating of any true freshman quarterback making his first start. Zach Wilson gets our big-time performance of the game tonight. 16 for 24, three touchdown passes, a buck 94, a single pick, and he was uh, running a little bit as well. Six carries for 16 yards, including a touchdown run, his first touchdown run as a Cougar. And Coach Kalani Sitake, you gave Zach his first start as a Cougar, and he made it count. Played really well for you, I thought.
5: Yeah, and that's what we brought him here to do, you know, in the whole recruiting process. Uh, he's a big-time recruit, and i um, just glad that he, he trusted us with him and his family uh, made the change, you know. And uh, he, since he arrived in January, he's been a great teammate and uh, has just really matured and really prepared well, you know. So I thought he um, competed really well from the beginning, from spring ball, off season, and fall camp, and then uh, just kept competing, and we just felt like it was the right move at this time that he earned the starting spot.
2: In terms of explaining the decision, you've done so tonight already, but in, in one way I look at it, the criteria that you have in August – are a little different from the criteria you have in mm-hmm. mid-October. Is that fair to say?
5: Yeah, and 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 with with the offense, I mean, although we did start um, installing in spring, it just takes a while to get it all put in, you know, and 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 um, and, and so at, at early on, it looked like the guy that that, that knew it the best would be the most comfortable comfortable to start, and uh, we did that, you know, and um, we had a concerns with with it still being new to freshmen, but then. Um, at some point we just know that he's such a threat with with what he does on the field um, and this isn't no way to, to have a knock on Tanner but it's just that um, he creates with his his legs and he's he's a different dynamic um, of, a, of a runner but um, in, in his what he did as a quarterback was really good he had good vision and I thought he had a good command of the offense and was really positive and um, did a great job leading this team and leading this this offense.
8: Well, this doesn't count as my question. <laughs> did the uh, difficulty of the start of the schedule have some play in that too?
5: Um, not so. Not much. really. Okay. No, I just it was. Uh, I, I think if you are looking at at um, at him and his preparation, he's always going to. He 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 knew that he could do this, you know, and um, uh, he he has been consistent in his approach. In his preparation, every game he's been ready. And as a backup, he studied a lot of film. I've uh, Just been really impressed with how he prepares, especially for a young kid, a uh, true freshman, to do it the way he did. I think he, you know, and I've been really impressed with Jaron Hall. I've said it over and over again that, that yeah. these guys, they love the competition, and I love the fact that we have our guys compete and the best play. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, at every position you see – uh, Keanu playing at O line. You see guys moving in. Isaiah Kofusi played started tonight at linebacker, and there's a lot of guys that, that are given their chance and, and competing, and and they're making the most of it.
8: Coach, in the receiving again tonight, there's a lot of guys catching balls. And HIFO uh, had three. Shumway had three, and then uh, you know three guys with two, and then four guys with one do you like the idea that you spread it around a lot or would you rather have somebody you can count on? You know, I'm going to throw the football. He's going to get open for me this down. Somebody maybe like, uh, the kid at Hawaii that I have a hard time. Tell me his name, Greg.
5: John Ursua. Yeah. Ursua. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, it'll, it'll get there. I mean, we, we threw the ball 24 times and, and that's about right. And, mm-hmm. um, If we have to throw it 38 times like Cole McDonald did, then maybe you'd see a little bit more catches for one or two more guys, you know. But um, I think for the offense and what the defense gives us, um, you just have to be able to just take what's there. And that's the one thing that I was um, disappointed in Zach is that he tried to force – a throw that he shouldn't have done. He should have just taken what was there. The five yard throw, like
8: back to back. I know. Yeah,
5: and and that's but that also tells you what kind of like mindset he has, where he almost threw a pick, the first play. In the second play, he went right back at it again and threw a pick. You know, and and I, as much as I wanted, like, hey, come on. <laughs> at the same time, you really respect the fact that the guy's got a lot of confidence in himself and. Yeah. And uh, just maybe maybe he makes the next throw, but if he's going to do that, then you better make the throw. It's got to be perfect.
8: That's what I told Greg. I knew everything at 19, too. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. So it took him a little while,
2: but you finally got uh, Matt Hadley in the end zone here at BYU. He had your longest run of the night. He had your most rushing yards of the night, and he gets his first touchdown as a Cougar. Good just for Matt.
5: Just proud of him. I mean, he started for us at linebacker last week, <laughs> and... Um, He's our our BYU version of Slash. You know, he can do so many things. And um, I, I, A.J. Um, Stewart had a great idea to just bring him back. And with Squally banged up, um, he made the most of it. And I was really pleased with how all three of the running backs got in there and, mm-hmm. and contributed. I, I thought Lopini did some good things early. And I think Coach Stewart did a good job of, of getting the hot guy in there. You know what I mean? And Riley had a good series in there as well. And yeah. Even Tyler Algier came in and, and was able to run some guys over and be a physical runner. So uh, I'm really pleased with that group, and it's a huge compliment to their to their coach, position coach and, and the style and, and the trust that Coach Grimes and, and our coaches have in these players, the young guys.
2: It's not just a race to six games, but it's an important part of what you're trying to get done, and that is get back get BYU back into the postseason, right, where you think you belong and where BYU has been for so many years before this last year. And so to that end, it's a big win tonight. Uh, Again, it's more than just about the number, but you're you're trying to get to a spot, and I think a postseason berth is a nice way to show progress. Do you agree? Yeah, I
5: mean, we want to earn that extra game because there's so much to it. The value of the extra game gets us uh, more practices um, in pads, you know, allows us to keep providing – getting our depth caught up, and uh gives us another opportunity to compete. So um, that's probably the most valuable part of the bowl game is the extra practice. I feel like you get another spring ball in, um, especially for the young guys. And, um, you know, before we can even think about six, we've got to get five. And yeah. so that's the goal is the wanted four, we got it, now we got to get five. And uh, we we got two weeks to work on it, so um, we'll take advantage of all that time and make sure that we're ready. I think, does Northern Illinois have a bye as well? I, I believe they do, but if, right I think
8: you. I remember that yeah. they do. I think so, and that's what I was kind of wondering.
5: I don't usually I, think ahead like this, but uh, it's just some for some reason it's on top of my mind. They
2: do, uh, yeah. They have a, they have a buy yeah, on the twentieth. So yeah. They have two yeah. weeks
5: to get ready for, ready for us. We have two weeks to get ready for them and to be home. So um, I, I love being at home, and uh, it was a really good weapon for us this week. And just need to make sure our guys play BYU style football, which is physical, tough football that's fundamentally in technique sound.
8: I'm hearing a little bit of the, like, we're getting to the wrap-up, but I want to bring out one more group. The O-line, I thought, uh, was much better tonight, and uh, did a good job, and and they work so hard every week in practice. You know they're just getting better and better.
5: Yeah, and, and that's a, a young group as well, so I, I think they're getting used to the game, and um, they, they want it to be on their shoulders. They want to carry this game, and they carry this team. and. Um, whenever you're not complaining about them, that's a good sign. And they're the big <laughs> uglies that get no credit, but yeah. they get it. You know, and, and you're right; they, they deserve a lot of the credit for what they did um, in pass pro and also in in the run game. Right. But um, you know, some of the sacks that happened were more um, just throw the ball away, Zach, so yeah. that they don't get the, the sacks on them. It was
2: kind of cold. It was kind of windy. And yet, our attendance number tonight is fifty two, three fifty four. So, kudos to all the fans who came out on this late night to enjoy a nice win with you guys.
5: Love the fans; they were awesome. Made a lot of noise tonight, and uh, just really appreciate them. And uh, you know, we our players love them and play hard for them. And I just, I'm glad to be the head coach by week this week so we won't have our coaches show
2: with you on tuesday night so we'll we'll take a week's break and do it again a week from tuesday back at studio c uh what's your team routine going to be like with no game to get ready for on saturday this week? well we have to
5: get stronger still and so without a game on saturday we just need to make sure that we uh improve and so we'll we'll work on, on on our next opponent but at the same time we need to get stronger and um And make sure some of the guys that that, uh, haven't been given the opportunity to compete, make sure that they get an extra week of competition.
2: And hopefully some guys who are banged up can just uh, heal up a little bit too. Yeah, they'll
5: make us better. Guys heal up and get better. We hope to get Squally back and hope to get a number of other guys back. And it just adds to the competition, makes it healthy for us, and then the, the more the merrier.
2: Uh, you're still undefeated leading at halftime by the way 12 and 0 now and leading at halftime <laughs> Oh that's Kiko's the key. halftime leads <laughs> Thanks Those a first lot 30 Greg. Minutes, yeah got, still undefeated All right good stuff uh, Kalani <laughs> have a great week we'll see you next week I guess All right thank you okay. go kooks. All right that's Kalani right. Sitake we will come back with Cougar Nation now BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now next here on the new skin BYU Sports
0: Network You are tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now BYU Dining the classic BYU tradition have a scoop today be a part of the show by tweeting your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: It's one ten in the morning here on this uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. BYU and Hawaii played football here tonight. and BYU won it by a score of 49-23. It is time now for BYU Creamery. Cougar Nation now. Hashtag. BYU CNN on Twitter. Remember that hashtag BYU C N N. That's how you interact with us. That's how you submit your trivia answer when we get the question later on uh in this hour. And that's how we keep the show going. Hashtag BYUCNN. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, we welcome back to the broadcast booth, Mitch Jurgens. Mitchell is back after an evening spent on the sideline. And uh a little cool, a little windy. You were bundled up though. Yeah. Hold on, hang on a second, Mitch. Your mic's not quite on. Am I the wrong one? Well, we had... Uh, there we go. Let's try that one instead. Yeah, For whatever reason, I think that one's going to work better. I don't know why, but that's going to happen that way. Can you hear me? Oh, there it is. There it is.
9: Welcome back. Yeah. No, it was chilly. Um, I was much more prepared for this game than I was the last game, though. You know, you live <laughs> and you learn, and, and uh, that's, that's how we go about life.
2: You know, I, I forget the timeline all the time here on this thing, but... Um, were you here at the same time as Taysom? Did you guys I was. cross Yeah, uh-huh. you, you, you guys had seasons. Well of course you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You it would have caught the touchdown passes from the guy, of course. Uh so when he saw you on the sideline, he was like, Hey, look at you doing your thing. Yeah, no, it was great. Um him and Emily, his
9: wife were down there and um so we I mean on top of playing with each other, um we were in the same finance core. Um and so we do we do group projects with me and my twin Garrett and Taysom and Emily. And so we you know we got to know them really well and um, so on top of you know being his teammate, it's you know it's great to see him. Awesome to see the success that he's had um, in the NFL, and I mean the guy's bound for success. And it's it's always great to yeah. great to see him. So yeah. he, he he didn't give
2: you the cold shoulder when you walked no. up the, with the microphone. Yeah, yeah. no,
9: no, he was very receptive. <laughs> Why
5: the hurry? <laughs> that, was, that was a good that was if a good life moment on the feels like a rush so, job. Uh, yeah, Just thanks so. for getting him. That was
2: pretty cool. Yeah,
9: yeah, he was good luck. He was good luck for the team. Yeah, he's uh, he knows how to win, and uh, he brought it.
4: Yeah.
8: Yeah, I, I just think he's the so best man for something and, and he's yeah, he's still humble and there he is, uh, having a time of his life in the NFL. Isn't that something?
9: Yeah. Now he was he was definitely a fan favorite on the sidelines too. Oh I'll bet. Um I mean there were lines. People just oh, really? wanted to take pictures with him and, and talk to him and introduce themselves to him them and um, he so was, did he, he
8: take his shirt off like that shot in the <laughs> locker room the other day? <laughs> no.
9: He's, uh, he's a trooper, though. I mean, um, I, I hope he got to watch as much of the game as, as he could have. But yeah, there, was, there were a lot of, a lot of people
2: that yeah. wanted to talk to him. So I, I'm sure that's
9: familiar with, that's you know, fun. Very,
2: uh, everywhere he goes he's going to get that. What do you think of Zach's first start tonight? Yeah, was,
9: I was really impressed. Um, he, he just he seemed very composed. And uh, that's in the run part of his game is an aspect that um, that you really you can't coach. you can't um, it's just something that a quarterback can have in his pocket as things to use when maybe things aren't going too well. Um, fortunately, the run game was just so dominant and, and I think that really does help a quarterback's performance. Yeah. Uh, opens passing lanes. Um, but I mean, I was really impressed. He got the ball out quick. A um, couple things that you know, obviously, a 19-year-old freshman is is going to need to work on, whether that's throwing balls away or um, when the situation calls for that. Uh, but I was I was impressed. I mean, he he he's got a great arm and he slings it, um, and, and he's not afraid to do so. And so I'm I'm impressed with him, and, and I think it's going to be a fun ride to see how much he progresses, not only in this year but over his career here at BYU.
2: Mark, you you said a few things before the game about what you thought um, uh, BYU had to do around him to help him have the kind of start that you you hoped he would have. And and I think BYU pretty much did everything you hoped they would around Uh, him.
8: Absolutely, yeah. That was uh, the the two involving him was that they had to run the ball well. And from the first handoff of the night, uh, there were very few times that they were held under four or five yards. And when you're getting... Five yards on first down with a run, man, it just sets up everything. It helps all the things you're doing as a quarterback. And then the second part was the the, the line had to protect him. And uh, this Hawaii team has been very good in getting pressure and sacks and putting you in bad spots. And uh, I thought that he had plenty of time. There were times that he just got to wait and wait. I did think he left the pocket a little early a couple times late in the game when he ran out of bounds. Uh, where he might have had a chance to sit in there, and, and or as he's running out of there, get rid of it. But uh, um, yeah, again, those, those things are going to come.
2: At uh, Bryant Walker four on Twitter says a win always feels great, but even better after a two-week setback. Wilson looked great tonight. He says, "Do you guys think they'll go for him? Go with him the rest of the year?" Also, when was the last time BYU had this many rushing yards? And yes, I think he is the guy they'll go with for the rest of the year. And the last time BYU ran for this many yards was all the way back at Hawaii last year when they ran for 285, and they had 280 tonight. Yeah,
8: yeah, and the 280 is great, you know. It was all good. At the start of the third quarter, the start of the second half, BYU was, they stumbled a bit, I thought. They uh, ran a couple times for no gain, uh, had trouble on a third down. There were two series in a row that they were three and out. Uh, but other than that, they did a great job running the football.
2: At Roaming Coog says, in addition to the quarterback change, the offense changed uh, the run game away from straight jet sweep. Uh, he said the jet sweep worked for a couple games, but when the line can dominate, the run straight run works just as well. And uh, with that, they have a really
8: good linebacker. I'm talking about Hawaii. Jelani little...
2: Tavai. Thank you.
8: And uh, if you run straight at him, you're better than running away from him because he's so good laterally and uh, first guy at the hes the first guy at the line of scrimmage and uh I thought that was a, uh, also a positive strategy to try and get straight at him, block him straight up, and then those backs would run by him.
2: I feel like I cut you off a minute ago. Like you were going to jump in with something really good.
9: Yeah, I felt like I was.
8: Um. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling
2: went away. <laughs>
9: I, I can't remember. Um, sometimes those moments pass, and uh, you hope they come back. <laughs> I hope it does. All right, hashtag
2: BYUCNN if you're staying up late with us tonight. BYU defeats Hawaii by a score of 49-23. to 23. BYU gets to 4-3, and three, and Hawaii will have to save bowl eligibility for some other night because they fall to 6-2 and two tonight because they are playing – 13 regular season games, they've got to get to seven, yeah. whereas everyone else in the world has to get to six. So let me just
8: ask you guys, since uh, we can't talk to anybody else, were you a little surprised at the way things went tonight? Do you want someone else to talk to you? No, I want Besides you. Besides the two of us? I want you. Okay. But I just thought a, a larger platform, if we had a large audience here, that could we could get a vote. But were you surprised at the way it went
2: tonight? The game? Um, hmm. I'm glad the way it turned out the way it did. Yeah, uh, obviously. And and did I see it happening exactly this way? I did foresee a, f- a shootout being a possibility, a distinct possibility. And you could argue whether tonight turned out to be shootout, but 72 points, one, sc- one team scores in the 40s, eh, you're pretty close. Well, it was a whipping. Yeah, I'm kind of dancing around a little bit to say uh they 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 played really really well. Yeah, they Yeah, maybe maybe better than maybe they gave people reason to believe they would. I'm not listening to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mitchell.
9: Yeah, um Honestly, I, I I think tonight I was expecting, you know, a big game would have been 35 points. Um, they put up a lot more than 35, you know, two more touchdowns than maybe what I had expected. And I, I don't know. I think I thought Hawaii, I thought their offense was going to be more dynamic. Yeah, I did and too. I don't know if it was just, if it was how well our defense played. Um, we got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, four sacks, the Kafusis, both of them. Just they, they played out of their minds tonight, and I mean it, it really is fun to see those guys succeed. Um, but yeah, I mean I I was expecting a lot more points from Hawaii, a lot more. Um, I mean Cole McDonald, you look at his stats on paper, yeah. and I was expecting him to just march down the field consistently. Uh, but our defense really stepped up, and uh, and that no wasn't any expectation against what our defense could do. I just felt like McDonald was that good.
8: Well in yeah, so here was my surprise is that uh uh Browning was what, eighteen for twenty one? And we stayed in that zone the whole game. I think
2: BYU's guy was eighteen for twenty one that night. We were he, he was, was, was more like twenty two for twenty five or something. Yeah.
8: And so uh if and they sat in that zone and just and and so my fear was that uh that was might have been the strategy. And if that was going to happen after watching how effective uh, Cole McDonald can be with that run and shoot, I was concerned. That was one of my number one concern. And that didn't happen. BYU came out with a different strategy, and it worked really well. They had a spy on the running back and the quarterback, and they had uh, they took away that inside cur- uh, slants just with Corbin Kafusi out there. So that part surprised me, number one. And number two, BYU scored touchdowns on their first three of four possessions. We haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I, you know, we, people talk about the the uh, opponents have been weak for Hawaii, but even so, uh, I thought they played. I, I thought Hawaii was still very solid in the way they played Army and Wyoming. So, um, you know, I, that so those things surprised me.
2: Okay, uh, at J four PK on Twitter with a question. Wilson's the youngest quarterback to ever start for BYU. Who was the previous youngest quarterback?
8: Oh, I thought he was going to say, who's the oldest? <laughs> many Who was the that. previous? Must have been Jay Keeps.
2: Do yeah. We'll stop right there. Yeah. Jay Keeps. 19 years, three months, evidently. And uh, our boy Zach was uh, 19 and 2. I think Drew Miller was 19 and 8, something like that. So those yeah, the, those Dylan
8: Collie called him 18.
2: Those are the youngins. Yeah, he's a little older than 18, but not too much. <laughs> 19 years, two months. All right, we'll take a break. It is BYU Creamery. Cougar Nation now brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Inside scoop trivia still to come. BYU wins it 49-23 to over Hawaii. And uh, we'll come back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: So we had a great moment here on the program uh, a short time ago. Uh, I was talking with Mitch about Taysom, and uh, I said, uh, you cross over with Taysom? And Mark looked at me like I had a, <laughs> another head growing out of my shoulder. Of course, I'm sorry. Co- of course Mitch has some crossover with Taysom. So it got me thinking more. Uh, let's break it down. Uh, Mitch had eight touchdown catches as a Cougar. That's by the way, congrats yep. on eight, by the way. That's Thank a good you. number. Thank you. <laughs> And I said, H- how many from Taysom and how many from Tanner? And he brought in the Christian Stewart component, which oh, I had also yeah. overlooked. So uh, we figured it out. Uh, how many of your eight touchdown passes went to those three quarterbacks?
9: Uh, do you want me to give the answer? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, this won't be our trivia, by the way, for ice cream. <laughs> so go ahead. So three were from Christian Stewart. See, Stu. Yep, C. Stu, C. Stu. By the way, him. what a great story he yeah. was that he, year. He it was a great story, awesome. and he, and and he sh-
8: you know, he was such a good player. I just uh, he stepped up to the plate and
9: did a good job. And he reminds me a lot of Zach Wilson. Just their their ability to, I mean, because they weren't they're not the biggest guys, but man, they can just they've got a heck of an arm. And when Christian would rear back and throw that ball, I mean, he threw a couple balls against Cal. In 2014, oh. that were deep, and it looks effortless when he throws it. And I, when I look at Zach Wilson, it's that effortless, just deep ball that just looks so pure.
2: Jordan um, Leslie ran out of those long balls at Cal. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. So, he so did. okay. So three from Christian Stewart. So
9: three from Christian Stewart, three from Taysom, and two from Tanner.
2: And the two yep. from
9: Tanner came in one game. Yep. Boise State, 2015. Right here. Yeah. Right here.
2: Sort of memorable to a lot of people. Yeah. So it's been a while. That was the last time we beat him,
8: of course. Yeah. I'm
2: not we. That's the last time BYU beat him. <laughs> there it is. So, Mark, <laughs> you had a couple of things you wanted to get through.
8: Yeah. To. This was homecoming, and I didn't ever really uh, pop off about that, uh, <laughs> that it was uh, homecoming, and it's kind of a big deal, and uh, a lot of people get excited about it, and they go to the Spectacular. And I the, did last night. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that was one thing, and they had some fireworks and a little special thing, and they also uh, had a tribute to Paul James. And I uh, really enjoyed that, that. Wouldn't it be something to be the, the guy that they actually have a small tribute for you uh, after you die? <laughs> I, I got about two years. Will you push for that? <laughs> it got your back. <laughs> and then Mitchell Jurgens
2: also remembered two things. I do. Well,
9: one thing. One thing. Hopefully the other one comes back. Okay. Um, but uh, one of the comments I was going to make was we were talking about Zach Wilson, and when he hurtled – that player on the sideline. There was a penalty, so it ended up taking it back. But they showed the replay a number of times on the big screen, and every single time they showed that replay. This was, once again, before his touchdown run, so fans are still kind of seeing what kind of runner this guy is. The fans, I mean, every single time they showed the replay, uh, it got loud. I don't know how you guys how, <laughs> no. how much of it you could hear, um, but it was... Uh, it, it was fun to see, and that was, I mean, what an athletic play, and, yeah. um, and, and that was impressive.
2: Uh, at Hat, by the way, his two long runs, the 26-yarder last week and then the 23-yarder, it was 23 tonight on quarterback draw, third and 15. Yeah. He's broken ankles on both runs, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. He has. So Significant. Uh, yeah. Mo-
9: more than one ankle. There's both ankles.
8: Yeah, um, I know. that. <laughs> He's fluid. He's just fluid. Got a little shake to him. He's
9: got enough speed that it makes
8: it difficult, and then he puts a little hitch in it. Uh, He's tough to tackle.
2: At Hatfield, the J.E. says, it seems like the change in offense was more than just a switch to Wilson. Were these all the same kinds of plays being called with Tanner with just different execution?
8: You know, I – The the Matt Hadley touchdown, that was the same play that uh, BYU scored on before, and that was the same uh, Riley Burt run. Uh, Katoa was similar, but they they did a couple of things different. Um, The quarterback draw is new. They didn't have that, you know, in the program. Um, uh, The toss sweep was the same thing we've seen before. Uh, So... Uh, I don't know. I just thought the enthusiasm was so much better. I just thought they were kind of pumped up and getting after it.
9: Kay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't see too much change in how the offense was called, uh, but the way they executed was different. Um, one of the things that we've talked about a lot uh, this entire season is when are the receivers going to make some big plays? Yeah. And we saw a lot of them. You know, Gunner making that diving catch. Yeah, well, no, uh, yeah. That, that was impressive, and and they, when the ball was thrown in their direction, they caught it. And, and so it was, um, I mean, you, to win games and make a quarterback look good, yeah. receivers have to catch it, and they did that tonight.
8: I will say this, though. The defense was different. I really have to congratulate uh, Tuiaki because uh, I thought they called a, a great game. They had the blitz package going. They uh, came from different directions. It was uh, a lot of... Uh, uh, they took away that short, quick release stuff, and when opened they, a nickel. Had some dime. When they threw that ball out there on those quick outs, there was a guy
9: there to tackle. And, and Shelton played a great nickel today. Boy, he did yeah,
8: had a couple shots underneath and uh, Dian, so good to have Dian back. He has Dian a pass break up in nice the end zone. Yeah. Recovers
2: a punt muff. He's just a player. Love so him.
8: defensively, the only place uh, the boy they were good. You know, BYU came with the blitz and they threw the little fullback, uh, little running back, screen thing. That was a good call for them, but uh, I thought they did a really good job of keeping them off balance.
2: Val in Hawaii tweets in with a hashtag BYUCNN. I think he lives in Mililani, if I remember correctly. Great win for the Cougs against a formidable UH team, says Val, especially for us living in Hawaii where we consider this a big rivalry. Revived my hope for the rest of the season, says Val. Aloha, mahalo, thank you, Val. Appreciate that. And... uh, at Chaplain Schumann noted what we just m- noted a moment ago, too, that for the second week in a row, he says, Zach has juked someone on a rush. Yeah. Well done by the freshman tonight. Indeed. Uh, true freshman, 19 years, and a long career in front of him. And uh, one never wants to get too excited too early, but uh, there, sh- there, there, there appears great promise and potential in the young Padawan there, wearing number 11, I think. Yeah. So, all right. We'll take a break. Uh, hashtag BYUCNN is our Twitter handle to join us on BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now. We'll have, uh, we'll have skill-testing trivia coming up next for two and a half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. Stick around for that. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation Now, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Nation Now, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: BYU wins it by a score of 49-23, to 23, and BYU, for the second time this season, scores in all four quarters. And when you score in all four quarters, there's a good chance you're going to win the game. And you're probably wondering, well, how good a chance in the Kalani-Sitake era is it if you score in every quarter? And I will tell you that BYU is now 7-1 and one with six consecutive wins when they score in every quarter. Which leads us to our skill-testing trivia question for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream, as this is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Time for the inside scoop trivia. The classic BYU tradition, have a scoop today, BYU Creamery. All right. Have uh, a soup. Have a scoop today. Have a (laughs) soup today. So for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream, in which other game this year did BYU score in all four quarters? They did it tonight. They did it in one other game. Name the opponent. And the first person to submit via Twitter using hashtag BYUCNN, the correct response will win two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. In which other game this year did BYU score in all four quarters?
8: So they probably won since you just told me that, right?
2: I said they have won six straight or something. So, yeah, yeah, they did win. Oh, boy. Now it gets easier, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> Break it down. Against which opponent did BYU score in all four quarters before tonight, which they did against uh, against Hawaii. Happened one other time. So hashtag BYUCNN, and that's how you uh, that's how you submit your, your response.
8: I'm sending in my message right now. <laughs> uh,
2: Mark, there's a question for you from Twitter. What? For you, you specifically. <laughs> With only five games left, and I'll I'll quickly put an asterisk there and say it's going to be six. Okay. With only five games left, Mark, Yeah. what are some things you're feeling nostalgic about? <laughs> You've been doing this so long, you better start recounting these things now.
8: Well, I'm making it fun. I'll tell you, uh, I am really enjoying everything about it. Uh, uh, the stadium is going to be hard to... Sit in the stands instead of up here in the booth. <laughs> uh, that's one. And um, I'm gonna. You guys talking about uh, Wilson and Gunner Romney gonna be a partnership? And I'm I'm not gonna be part of telling people about well, how great that's gonna be. And I, that's kind of seeing the future of what's going on. And uh, it'll be some of those things will be hard. But I golly. It was great to be at Washington, you know, and uh, just on that. Be there. I've been there a few times and I've uh, seen winds there and just I'm enjoying the trip. Uh, it's a nice ride <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's been fun. And I'm just rolling along with it. That was an emotion that's caught in my throat. It's just <laughs> something else.
2: <clears throat> well, there's a lot more football left to play. Yeah. And talk about. Yeah, right. We're not we're not at the end. And, and who knows,
8: your new guy might get sick and you might call me once.
2: And by the way, you don't need to sit in the stands a whole time. You can come in the booth whenever you want. <sighs> I was going to say that you got, you got, I'll I'll give you the key.
8: What? <laughs> oh, man. Write that down. Yeah. Uh,
2: ben Nichols is the winner on the Twitter. Does Casey know that? We'll cover <laughs> it off the air. Uh, ben Nichols wins two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. He's the first person with the correct answer, which was Mitch. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. BYU went 7 7 7 3 in beating the Badgers 24 to 21. They scored in all four quarters.
8: I like that game.
2: It's a great game. One of, the, one of your favorite memories you'll take from our it time is. together. and
8: I have the picture after the game when I've said, okay, show your celebration. And uh, Greg's all funny. It's,
2: My headset was, was all askew. All askew. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was perfect. <laughs> I'm glad you thought perfect. that. A lot of folks uh, thought Arizona might have been that game. Some said McNeese was that game. And uh, no, indeed, it was Wisconsin. So uh, two times this year and eight times in the Kalani-Sitake era, BYU has scored in all four quarters. And when they do that, they win games 7-1 under Kalani when they score in all four quarters. And as we've talked about ad nauseum, and Kalani did say something interesting in the postgame. He said, we almost think we talked about it too much because they wanted to get off to a good start and he said well if we don't then how deflating is that if you're at zero after a quarter again they didn't have to worry about that they were at 14 after one quarter tonight and led the game 14 zip and it's only the third time in the last 11 games they've scored in the first quarter and two of them were against Hawaii and they did it tonight to the tune of 14 zip and it carried them to victory just getting out in front has meant so much to this team and again there there are some teams that are that, that, that have a lot of comeback potential. BYU's not been one of those teams. When they get down more than seven points, they have not won a game yet under Kalani. So it uh, behooves them to get out well and stay in front, and that they did tonight on the way to a 49-23 to victory. So congratulations, by the way, to Ben Nichols. I will slide into your DMs, and we'll get your details and get you that ice cream. Uh, we'll come back and wrap it up on BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Forty nine twenty three BYU over UH, and you heard it right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU
2: Creamery, Cougar Nation, BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now, wrapping it up here late on this uh, Saturday night. Uh, I have it on good authority that um, – <laughs> that there's a certain establishment that might be welcoming us in oh. after hours for some victory swatches this evening.
8: I thought you were doing the baby talk
2: oh well that's <laughs> that's still coming, and people are confused now as to what that might mean oh okay, okay, uh Mitchell Jurgens is a rookie right that's right he's new to this business I am, but he's acting like uh like uh, like like a long time pro with the family planning because uh you and your wife name her uh Shayna Shayna. Uh, You're expecting your first child. We are. And it looks like, we don't want to jinx anything here, but it looks like it's going to be a bi-week baby.
9: It is going to be. So she is being, so it's a girl. And, yeah, she is just listening to our our bedtime conversation saying, you've got to come at this time, and it's looking like (laughs) this is the week, so... It's uh, very, very exciting.
2: You wow. see, because Mitch and his wife had already had things figured out before he got this gig, and so there's always the chance that you know <laughs> that, that real life's going to interrupt uh, his, his new job yeah. here. But no, no, no. Mitch has it worked out in such a way yeah. that it's going to be a bi-week baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so next time we get together, he'll be a new dad. Life will be great. And he's not going to have to run off in the middle of the third that's, quarter. That's crazy yeah.
9: to think is next time I'm on air, that's I'll a be a father. Chance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I hope that happens. So
9: my son's the 19th.
8: Okay. Yeah, so uh, that's, when is the 19th? 19th is Friday. Saturday, Friday? Yep. Yeah.
2: There's a chance. Yeah. Well, um, we wish you all the very best here in this next week or two and hope that everything goes the way you want. And, uh, yeah, maybe the next time we get together you will be a dad. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, good. Uh, Mitchell Juergens. He's going to be taking care of that during the bye week. Mark's going to be driving to California during the bye week. My wife
8: was mad at me that I went to a wrestling tournament to coach when my son was born. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. But uh, it was pretty soon after. (laughs) I don't know. You have to do, you know,
2: it's a tough call. All right. um, We'll be back together in two weeks. Northern Illinois. Where's their campus located, Mark? In DeKalb. Illinois. DeKalb. Illinois. It's in DeKalb? DeKalb. I don't
8: know where that is.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's in DeKalb, Illinois. We'll be there. Well, I'm sorry. No, they're going to be here. Right, they'll be here. We're going back there at some point.
8: One of my favorite lines, Paul said, uh, uh, Mark, you're from Illinois, right? Yeah. And, it, and he said, uh, where's Romeoville? And I said, it's got to be close to Joliet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Romeo yeah. and Joliet. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <the> Illinois, <laughs> That's good.
2: Yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that's good comedic timing is what that is. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's thank all those who made the broadcast possible. We always give the biggest thank you to the, the people, the listeners. Because without us, you know, why are we doing it? Without them, why are we doing it? Well, without us, yeah. Without them, why are we doing it is the question. And we do it for you, the, the Cougar Nation. Absolutely. All right. So thanks to all the folks that tune in. Our thanks to the, uh, the good people at BYU Radio including Nathan Israelson, our control board operator, Terry South, our coordinating producer, Sean Fay, our engineer, Sean O'Neill, our traffic manager, and Don Scheline, our GM, and so many others over there. Intern Lindsay at BYU Radio tonight. Intern Blake here in the press box here this evening. Our statistician, Ralph Sokolowski. Our spotter, McKay Perry. Our on-site engineer, Barry Squires. Mentioned intern Lindsay and intern Blake. Yeah, yeah, did that. Okay. Am I forgetting anybody, Barry? No, you don't Mm -hmm. think so? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mention <laughs> Mitch's wife and newborn to come. <laughs> thanks to them for not being uh, not not hopefully being born during our next game week, and uh, that'll do it I guess. So Probably. then that leaves just uh, the guys on the headset to my left.
8: That would be me, Mark Lyons.
2: To my right, Mitchell Jergens, and I'm Greg Rubel. Thanking you all for tuning in. Saying our final score is 49 to 23, BYU over Hawaii Cougars. Get to four and three, two wins away from postseason eligibility. They look for the first of those two needed wins next time we get together. Two weeks from today against Northern Illinois. So till then, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah.